Um, so, whew, I'm still trying to, try to catch my breath. <laughs> so we are in a, in a season of major growth and transition. On the 20th, I'm going to be elevated to the office of bishop. That's a whole lot of responsibility within itself, praise God. <laughs> but I was like, okay, God, with all this that's going on, what are we doing? I heard the Lord say, we're in a season of transformation. We're in a season of growth. First of all, shout out to our Think Tank family. Y'all have no idea. I was sitting back there with, with my wife, Pastor Rachel. She says her love. I was sitting back there. We just got finished talking to Al, and I, began to, I was looking around and saw all these people from the community in here. It wasn't for a church service. It was just loving on the neighborhood. This place was, this place was packed. It was hot. <laughs> but sitting here looking at the neighborhood being, being in, this, in this space. We weren't upstairs. We were down here. We had the music bumping. We was doing the electric slide. <laughs> but seeing the neighborhood engaged and feeling safe to come into this space and just be themselves. I wasn't walking around like, why are you wearing that costume? I was like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Hello, raise the Lord, hallelujah. People probably be like, who's the pastor? Like, oh, that's black guy, you know, nice and electric sight. But God is calling for the church to be different. And for the church to be different, we have to be different. We have to be willing to be changed. We have to be willing to be renewed and restored and let God do what he desires to do. One of the things, and this is something that's been in my spirit over these past few months, is that God is looking for his remnant church. God is looking for a people who truly desire the heart of God. And it's hard to desire for something when everything that that something is, is the antithesis, the opposite of everything that you might want to be. I'm yes, I'm stepping on toes this Sunday, amen, hallelujah. That for some people, it is very difficult for them to deal with the nature of Christ because the Christ that has been presented does not align with their particular choices and specialities, amen. By the way, I'm a goofball, so we might be laughing through this, it's okay. And I'm sitting here, I'm going, God, okay, this is, you show me all this, but God's like, for, for the church to do something brand new, you have to be brand new. And I noticed the trend in the messages lately, the choice to change. The choice to, woo, the choice to change. And then there was, this ain't snake oil. This ain't snake oil, because the cure is Jesus. Then last week was, there is a harvest, yet there is a process. There is a harvest, yet. I love the word yet. So, so for, the new, for our new family, I, I'm not, I don't live in this building all the time. I'm actually a, it's, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm all things to all men at my job. I'm, <laughs> I'm in charge of first year experience, diversity and inclusion at Hawking, but I'm also in charge of their English program. And I love words. And the word yet, we don't use that word enough because and puts things together, but negates everything that came before it, 
but yet ups the ante. Yes, there's a harvest, yet there's a process because, like I said last week, that, you know, you can't just go from wheat to bread. It has to be ground up. It has to be cleaned up. It has to be processed so that way it is able to be used in its final form. But the thing is, we in the church, we, we shout about the, the harvest and the product, but we don't want, to do, want nothing to do with the process. So now, this is the word that God gave me this, on my way here, is that we have to stop Praying for the blessing, but pray, but pray against the process. Here's the thing. We were praying for the end result, but, when, but we go through things, and, we, and then God's and we're like, God, I rebuke him. I rebuke everybody. You're like, why are you rebuking and binding me? You, this is what you asked for. This is what you asked for. I don't know why these people talk about me. I, because this is, you said you wanted this. To get to this, you got to go through all this. I got this is not a microwave relationship. You're gonna have to go through some things. So God is calling for us to be brand new. Everybody say brand new. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your word. And Lord, I pray that your word be released in power and authority. Lord God, I pray that I decrease and you increase in me so that way you may be glorified and magnified in everything that we say and do. I, I bind and rebuke the enemy. I bind and rebuke the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. This word shall go forth in power and authority. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So we're going to kind of pick up where we left off last week. If you got your Bible or you got your, or your Bible, if you fancy like me, you got your Bible, that's your phone Bible. If you know the word, if the word is hidden in your heart so, he, so you might not sin against him, that works too. But if you don't have it, it's on the screen. So is it okay if I take my time? Look, I have no, we don't have any, any constraints this week. This is the only week I get to preach this month, so we're going to take some time. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5, 16. And I guess we're going to the 6th chapter as well. Six, so, so 5, 16 to chapter 6, verse 2. We might just live in a little bit of it, amen? So I'll be reading from the Christian standard. And it says this, From now on, then we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective. Even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, yet now we no longer know him in this way. Therefore, if I say therefore, that's two of y'all, if I say therefore, there we go. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made us... He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We're going into chapter six. Working together with him, we also appeal to you, don't receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time, I listened to you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation.
I'm going to jump back real quick. We want Let's go back to verse 17. Therefore, I love, it just, there, see, therefore keeps up in the ante. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. At the moment of salvation, there is a change. At the moment of encounter with God, there has to be a change. That's how you knew somebody met Jesus. That when they met him, their life was radically shifted. They, they were healed, they were restored, or they were at least enlightened and made to think at a deeper level. See, we celebrate miracles, but we also need to celebrate realization. Because as much as Jesus healed, he taught. And the, and the reason why the disciples were the way that they were is because Jesus invested and he taught them. So, as, so the more they learned, the higher they went. So that way when he was gone, they were fully prepared to pick up where he left off. There had to be transformation. In the times that we're in, transformation is a cuss word. Because we like being us, we like doing us, we like doing what we would like to do. But the reality is that for us to go somewhere different, we have to what? Be different. We have to do something different. Part of the reason why people deal with the stuff that they deal with is because they're praying, they're praying for God to, to change them, but they're not willing to do the work. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What does that mean? That, that once you have taken on Christ, your name changed, your past. I thank God for repentance because your past no longer exists. But in verse, let's jump back. Let's just jump forward. Jump forward. Let's jump forward a little bit more. So you became a new creature. But in verse 20, you are, it, it, you, we are appealed and challenged to be reconciled to God. Now, true vision, notice so, so far, the new family, I'm going to teach this to you. That, that the word reconcile comes from, the, comes from the Latin reconciliare, meaning to make friendly again. So when we're asked to, when we say that we're a new creature, we're in Christ, the old has passed away, behold, all things become new. The reality is in our humanity that we are going to make mistakes. Things are going to happen. So we constantly have to make ourselves friendly again with God. We have to have a relationship. There has to be a connection. But relationship with God is another thing that, people, that makes people run away because they want the transformation, but they don't want the process. They want, oh, God, change me. Oh, God, make me a prophet. Oh, God, make me an apostle. But you ain't willing to clean no toilets. That's old school. I had, we had to, amen. We had to do that. We had to clean toilets. I know how to paint a wall. They got mad. When we first got this building, everybody got mad at me. Pastor, you ain't supposed to be doing all that stuff. Then Pastor Trey said, leave him alone. There have been days where I've come in here. Amy can attest to this. I've been in here, but everybody walking in, I'm cleaning the toilets. Pastor, why are you cleaning the toilets? Because God is speaking. I'm not, sometimes your reconciliation might not come at the altar. It might be coming in on the bathroom floor. It's about scared my wife one day because I said, I need a bucket and a, and a brush. And I was on my hands and knees scrubbing. Out in the house, scrubbing. And my wife is like, what are you doing? I'm like, God and I are having a conversation. Leave me alone. Scrubbing. <laughs> because, 
because there had to be that reconciliation to become a new creature Yes, the old has passed away, but there has to be a relationship. There has to be a connection. So that way, as verses 6, 1 and 2 said, grace cannot be wasted. Do not wait. Let me go back to it. Let me, see what, let me tell you what it actually says. I don't mess it up. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. And the terminology in vain literally means for nothing. So let me explain to you why we don't. Why you're not supposed to say God's name in vain, because the because God and all of His other God, God got several names. Okay? He has a plethora of names. But when you call upon the name of the Lord, you're calling on His power and authority to to work on your behalf. So when you use His name in vain, it is a false alarm. It is for nothing. <laughs> don't receive the grace of God for nothing. Don't receive this change, this newness, this shifting for nothing. Just because you had an emotional Tyler Perry moment and somebody was singing in the choir, you're like, there has to be some, it might take some time, but something at the altar should tell you I'm a new creature. I'm new. I'm, 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 I can't, things cannot be the way that they've always been, but sadly we are living in a church structure that, 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 that promotes coming into a building, but not being transformed. Can I, can I, can I go here for a second? Can I go over a second that we, that we've created a church culture to where ties will make them dance. Or as long as you, as long as you pay your, pay your partner fees, as long as you do what you need to do, you can do what you want. But, but, but the reality of the situation is in your walk with God, there has to be a change there has to be a process see y'all made a mistake let me take my time (laughs) Romans 12 this is familiar Romans 12 Pastor Trey's like praise God that he's controlling the uh the proclaim today and not me It says this, we know the scripture, therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Holy. Holy. Let's go back. Therefore. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy. Somebody holler holy. And pleasing to God, this is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. That when you become brand new, after you've, you, 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 you became the new thing and then you, you reconcile with God, understanding that this grace, this mercy that you have now stepped into is not in vain. You have to understand that you cannot come at things or you cannot come at the world the way that it always has been. And I'm, I'm going to say something real tough and real, real fierce, that people got an ultimatum spirit. If you don't do this, I'm, a, I'm leaving. If you don't do this, I'm the, if you don't do this, but, but, but God dropped this on me. And this, this, the, 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 the chat might fire up when I say this, that the reality is when that, when that person gets to that transformation, you might get left behind. Because as they get changed, you have to change too. Mm. If 
as that person changes, they might outgrow you. They might go to a whole nother level. But yet you have made the decision to stay in the state that you're in because you think you're right. But you won't look up one day and be like, where they at? They done got they free and they're changing their liberty. Now they over there doing what God called them to do. And here you are still, still stuck, but broke, busted, and disgusted. And you have the realization that you were really the problem. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Rather than giving somebody else an ultimate to give yourself, say, flesh, guess what? You got to leave in the name of Jesus. Die, flesh, and let the spirit of God rise up. Because we like flesh. Flesh look good, but there's something inside of me that is bigger than the flesh. My spirit, man, has to rise up. Transformation cannot happen from you just being on. I'm just no. God is asking for us to be spirit. It says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Can I go, King James, which is your reasonable service? Reasonable service, meaning everybody should be able to do this reasonable i'm not asking you to stand on your toes and do all this other stuff all i'm asking you is wake up and choose christ before look when your eyes split open before your feet touch the ground i choose you if i'm saying i'm a new creature i got to choose you i can't come at stuff the way that i came at it in the past that that, that, because there's stuff in me that drugs cannot heal there's stuff in me that i love look god god gives us counselors i'm married to a counselor but only the wonderful counselor can hit that spot there are some things that my job cannot cover so if so i know that i am weak and frail so i choose you so so i can be a new creature it's my reasonable service worship and you know I've been a worship leader for, the, for most of my life I've been in ministry for most of my life and it's something that I've learned that worship is not about the songs you sing or the instruments you play or how good you dance it's about the life that you live that is just the overflow of what you do so the reality is this we have been telling people uh, giving a laissez-faire theology asking people you can just do what you want just come on Sunday you'll be fine but God is asking for us to present or to make the choice to be a living sacrifice to lay who you are on the line so that way he may be glorified in you and the more you do it the more different that you're going to become the more you do it the more your mind's going to change the more you do you're not going to need that needle the more you do that you're not going to need that bottle the more you do you're not going to need that man or that woman or whatever they identify as that you're, that the more that the more you choose Christ the more you choose being a new creation you, the more you're going to change and one day you're going to look up I know this happened with me one day you're going to look up and as my grandfather said there will be no residue no residue people won't even know what you what you came from people won't even know what you came out of people won't even know what you've been through because you made the decision to be that living sacrifice to let my mind be re- to let your mind be re- re- renewed daily there'll be some people who ain't going to make it in the renewal some, 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 um, uh, some contracts might have to be broken. Some relationships might have to end. That job, you might have to leave it. 
Whatever you got to do, all that matters. But all that matters is that I'm trying to get to God. Yes. And look, what might have started out as four or five hours at the altar might just be spoken, a word spoken. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I got to be new. 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 I have no, look, look, our apostle, one of our apostles, Apostle Margaret Prevo says, I have no option. I got to, I have no option. There is no plan B. I got to be new. I got to be. I got to be. So here's the thing. Over the past two years, God has had me in a process. Listen, I keep looking back and I find the date of the consecration very funny based on the timeline. <laughs> what Matt? Because because there is a process. I begin to think about this that what God is elevating me to do, what God is what God is affirming in me to do, could not be done in my old state. Had I not been willing to accept deliverance, and it wasn't at the altar falling in my mouth and all that other stuff. It was just I can't do this no more. If I had not chose deliverance, if I had not chose my marriage, if I had not chose my family, we would not be in the place that we're in now. Because God had to change me. God had to make me brand new. You can't go into a new season with an old mindset. You can't go into a new season with an old mindset. You can't go into a new season with that same old spirit. That's why we got people who are 60 years old who still that similar in the spirit. Because they have chosen to maintain, to maintain what is normal instead of going from glory to glory to glory. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that, that we are stuck. We are stuck in our ways. We are stuck in our thinking. We are stuck in. And, and this is how much God I want. And they get why? Why did? Why they get? Why? Why is God touching them? Because you have not opened yourself up to allow the hand of God to move in your life. Because you got comfortable. But God gave me some. God, I want something new. No, you don't. You want some energetic. That's what you want. Go, go get some coffee. Go, go get, go get, go get an energy drink. And go on with your life. Because you don't want something new. You just want something energy. You want, you want the warm tinglies. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to if you want to feel something, go 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 rub up on the wall. You felt something. Amen. We cannot go into a new into this new season. And it's funny, most pastors are like, God's gonna take us here. This is me. I don't know where God's taking us. I don't know. All I know is that whatever God told me to do, I better just say yes. I have no idea. I have because <laughs> whoo. It's been interesting to me because as I was typing up the stuff promoting this month, I had to type that new title. I was like, first of all, this thing long. Two weeks, I'm just shortening it. I can't wait for it to be shortened. But I'm typing this, I'm like, God, I don't want to see him. Eric said, no, 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 no. This is your new. This is, your, this, this is affirming what you've done so that way you can do something new. And it's bigger than the initial reason. 
and said, for this new thing to happen, I have to keep renewing you. Go to Isaiah. Y'all still with me? Y'all still good? I ain't scare y'all off yet? Hallelujah. I did not expect to preach like this, but I got, I got, I've been, I got a month, pretty much a month off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isaiah 43, <coughs> 16 through 21. Here's the thing. We read the middle of this, but we don't read before and after. We, this is the thing, the before, like you know with a lot of these scriptures, I'm not just reading the point, I'm on before and after, right? Because there's some meat in the before and after. Let's go ahead and talk about this. This is what the Lord says, who makes a way in the sea and a path through raging water, who brings out the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty one together. This is where you, Pastor Natasha, they lie down, they do not rise again, they are extinguished, put out like a wick. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now. Everybody say even now. It is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Wild animals, jackals, and ostriches will honor me because I provide water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to, drink, to give drink to my chosen people. The people I formed for myself will declare... My praise. Man, let your praise prophesy. Let your praise prophesy. That's just another shot right there. <laughs> the people I formed for myself will declare. Let your praise prophesy it's already there thank you jesus it's already there if i'm if i'm a hot sizzle if i'm running around here all sweating and stuff for the next few few weeks I, i'm just gonna let my praise prophesy because there's some stuff i want to uh, the stuff i'm asking god for because i'm stepping into the new thing and what I love about the scripture, we shout out about, you know, he, don't remember the past things, pay no attention to things that were old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? I will make rivers away in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. In the new thing, there is provision. There is safety. There is care. Behold, in the new season. That to get something new, you have to lose some things to move forward. If my memory serves correct, that, that, is, that the people of Israel, the people of Judah, were in exile during all of this. So, so they're, they're like, we're tired of this. And God is like, if you obey me, I'll give you the new thing. Behold, I will do something new. Even now it's coming. Most pastors would be mad about what y'all doing. Most pastors would try to block what God is trying to do. And I was praying that you show up. <laughs> Whew. 
revival to happen, for revival to be necessary, to be pushed forth, it cannot be done in old methodologies. It cannot be done in the way that everybody else has done it, because clearly it ain't working. That God is calling forth a people in this city to rise up and say, we choose something new. We choose a move of God that is uncanny. We're choosing something that, 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 that no man can explain. I preached last weekend about, about you know, the, uh, tell bail bye. If you listen to the radio, that was the message for the week. Tell bail bye. And something I noticed is that during the story of Elijah and the, and the prophets of Baal, that Elijah had to rebuild the altar first before he could put on the sacrifice. That there are people that God has called, us included, to rebuild the altar. Because God is not going to send fire onto a mound. You have to rebuild the altar, rebuild the holiness, rebuild holiness. And holiness, holiness is, is, a, is a youth thing. It's not about what you wear. It's not about what, what version of the Bible you read. Holiness, is an holiness means you have been set apart for the master's purpose. That, you, that God can use you. Not only use you, because you can use anything, he can work in you and through you for the result to happen. So back to you. The reality of the situation is this. I pray that you do not have to deal with the, with the opposition that I have to deal with starting. I pray and I decree and declare that doors will fling open for you. Fling so hard they come off the hinges. I, I break every curse that people in this city have tried to speak over you. Because God has set you up. God takes the reluctant to do something new because they understand how to lean on him. Trust me, I don't want to be here. I've said everything. I did not want to be in Lancaster, but here I am. God is using you. God is raising you up to bring forth a needed change in the spirit realm. God has sent you here to break the Jezebel spirit because it's time for a woman to rise up in this city, but to rise up with power and authority from God, not what they think it is. God has set you up to break something. God has set you up to destroy the strong man. God has set you up to tear down the walls so that way healing can come. So the river can flow. Here's what I'm about to say here in desert. Every 30,000 years, it becomes a rainforest. It works in cycles. What we see as a desert, give it about 20,000 more years, it's going to become a rainforest again. Because the atmosphere has to shift so that there can be rain. And the days of this place being a desert are over. And God has sent you. God has sent many other people. There's going to be more folk. You're going to see churches change hands. We're going to see churches close and reopen. We're going to see things shift because God is sending rain in the desert. But those who are able to receive the rain have to realize that they have to be brand new. You cannot come at this old way. 
I keep asking myself, God, why are we the way that we are as true vision? That yes, I can preach and do all this other stuff, but I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about paying folks rent. I'm worried about making sure the needs are met, making sure people know they are loved, because that is, that is bringing a river in the desert. God is calling for us to be new. Whew. God is calling and challenging us and empowering us. Again, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know. All I got to do is say yes. I don't know. I was talking to Pastor Shatish yesterday, our pastor from India. We were talking about getting ready, preparing for, for the consecration service and something I needed them to do. And he said to me, first of all, when I asked him to do, he was like, yes, we will happily do it. We will be more than happy to do it for you. Have take, in the past three years, y'all, y'all have taken care of us. You've blessed us so much. And he said, 30, he said, some of the, I said, don't we have 300 churches? He's like, actually, yes, we do. And he began to give me the count. 300 churches in India spread out over six states in India, the second most populated country in the world. We are spread out. And I heard God say, what sense does it make that a church that might see 10, 15 people a Sunday speaks into the life of 300 pastors? We don't send them a lot of money but baby, they made that work. I'm like, can I get their favor? Because look, 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 rupees go, look, the American dollar to a rupee goes a very long way. And I'm like, but God, because our original overseer passed away in September. Young man, younger than me, passed away. And our, our, our found the guy who called me and said, hey, would you be able to oversee us? Most pastors would have just ignored the message. But God said, answer it. Because I want to do something new. But now, as we are shifting to the new phase, the apostolic phase of this ministry, most churches, we're five years old. Most churches would not make it to this point to at least year 15, year 20. As we shift to the apostolic phase of this ministry, we have to make a decision individually to be the new thing. And here's the thing about the new thing. This is something I've learned over the years. That the new thing might not be the most popular thing. The new thing, what God is, going, God is using us and about to use us to do in this city. Because God is making it so that we're able to equip the human experience while equipping the spiritual experience. What is new might not be popular, 
but it will do the work of God. What is new might not be what everybody else does. That's the point of it being new. But in the end, it must give glory to God. I want y'all to know something. In the days that we are living in, the wheat and the tear are being revealed. What do I mean by that? Those who are willing to bow to the wind of God and those who might look like wheat, but they are inflexible. The wheat can, as the winds change, the wheat can move. And the movement actually strengthens the wheat. But all the terror does is, it's always going to be like this. I don't care what they say. Well, even though the Bible says this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to twist what the Bible says to fit what I want it to fit and fit what I want it to do. I'm just going, I'm not moving about the wind of God is shifting. The wind of God is shifting to where churches are getting smaller. The wind of God is shifting to where people are hungry for an authentic move of the supernatural and the preternatural. Preternatural means outside of human experience. I find it uncanny that people, that Pentecostalism is the fastest growing part of Christianity because people are seeking an encounter with the power of God. But it has to be authentic. There has to be relationship. As God elevates us, and I look, look, I believe it. God is God. Oh my God! Why is all this happening? Why is all this happening? In the midst of determining and fighting for this building in the midst of everything that's going on in the world. Why is this happening? And I hear God say, you said yes. Because you said yes. I am doing something new in you. Our last scripture which I'm going to jump. Now, if the ministry, oh, let's just read all of it. Now, if the ministry that brought death, chills and leathers of stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites were not able to gaze steadily at Moses' face because of its glory, which was set aside, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry that brought condemnation had glory, the ministry that brings righteousness overflows with even more glory. In fact, what had been glorious is not glorious now by comparison because of the glory that surpasses it. For, what, for if what was set aside was glorious, what endures will be even more glorious. 
Since then we have such hope, we, can, we act with great boldness. We are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from gazing steadily to the end of, glo- of the glory of what was being set aside. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. Yet still today, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. As we become brand new, like I said earlier, people just want to stay where they are or they want to change in the cycle, but they don't want to go from glory to glory to glory. And something that we have learned as a church, that glory is doxa. That means God's weight, God's approval, God's yes. As we move forward, as you move forward in your everyday life, it is time for us to choose Do I want to stay in the same cycle or do I want to go from glory to glory to glory? Remember the old used to say, old old saints used to say, every round goes higher and higher. (laughs) Every round. And I shared this with one of my students. I'm closing here. Um, so um, they're learning introduction to world. They're in introduction to world lit. They're talking to me because I have to talk learn something about like Hinduism and stuff. I said, I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you. We tend to think of Christianity as a hierarchy. Bing, bang, boom. You're always doing this. God bless you. <laughs> that that we see it as a hierarchy. When we have to remember that the roots of Christianity is Judaism, first of all. And also, if you look at the location where the church was birthed, Christianity is technically an Eastern religion. (laughs) Bet you ain't never heard a pastor say that before. (laughs) That Christianity is actually an Eastern religion. And Eastern religions do not think of things in hierarchies. They think of things as cycles. That you start here, then you come up to the top. And then you go back down. What makes Christianity different is that you might start here, but you might go up, but you don't go all the way down. Instead of it being a circle, it's a spiral. So that's why you don't, there's, that's why it's not just a straight shot. Once you get to where God's called you to be at this round, you might you have to go through some things, you have to fight through some things, but you will not return to where you were. That, that's a whole message in itself. You will not return. You will see them no more. You will not return to where you were. As you go higher, you're just going to keep going higher, but it's going to be a cycle. You're going to go through some things. You're going to get pushed. There's going to be processes. There's going to be things you have to deal with. There's going to be some things that you address. But as you say yes to God, and as you choose, I'm going to be new. So it, it's going... You're just going to keep going up. 
But instead, we're so stuck on hierarchy, we get mad at the spiral. Every round goes higher and higher. So here's my challenge. I'm going to leave you up with some homework. Here's my challenge. As we enter into the season of elevation, because here's the thing. Here's the thing, y'all, that I'm almost done. We might get out on time. <laughs> here's the thing. As I go up, y'all go up. This is some, here's the people, their pastor, the pastor goes up and he forgets about the whole congregation. Well, I'm this now. As I increase, as I go up, the body, if the head go up, the whole body got to go up. Amen? Amen. And here's what I love about us. We, we, we small, but we're mighty. But the thing is, we be handling business. So as I increase, because I could not be who God's called me to be as a pastor if I didn't have a congregation who challenged me to be who God's called me to be. So as I go up, we all go up. And we about to see God do something ridiculous. We all keep going, people, well, we all keep looking at each other going, we don't have a peace about leaving this neighborhood. We're all like, we cannot leave this neighborhood. We don't know why. Some church are like, okay, we're just going to move. We got the downtown spot still. There's a company who's been, who's been begging us to give up our downtown spot. I'm like, let's save us some money. <laughs> but I believe God got something crazy. God gonna do something as great as crazily as we got into this building. It's gonna be as crazy as we keep it. Amen. And how we got in this building was crazy, crazy. But as we go up, remember spiral. Never think of it as a, Christianity. Don't think of it as a hierarchy. It's a spiral. Every round goes higher and higher. Because God is calling for us to be what? Brand new. Let's give God praise.